as an entrepreneur why is it important to be visible how can you be visible to ensure that you can attract your ideal clients what are your fears and how can you overcome your fears to be more visible what are the steps that you need to take immediately to get a little visibility this and more is what monique dogzin is going to share with you in this episode of successful entrepreneurs podcast i am kamalini roy a growth acceleration coach for entrepreneurs i'm on a mission to help thousands of entrepreneurs achieve their most ambitious goal create massive wealth but more importantly live a life of fulfillment welcome to my successful entrepreneurs podcast this podcast will bring to you many simple success stories success tips from successful entrepreneurs and here we will discuss ways to become successful which you as an entrepreneur and as a leader can implement quite easily and if this is what you would like to hear to make your business profitable through simple ways then go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so that you can stay tuned in for all the success talks given by successful entrepreneurs and please do remember to bring your journal and pen to take down notes i promise you there will be lots and lots of notes to take so here we go let's start i have with me today monique dogzel who's based out of germany and she helps entrepreneurs use their voice to boost their visibility income and impact monique is an international keynote speaker and the founder of the business launch portal which helps people to build a bridge from their job to launching their own business she has co-authored the mentor's digest overcoming obstacles and the other authors in this are brian tracy and jack canfield to name just two of them so let me bring monique in and she will share with you how to be visible and how to ensure visibility increases your income and your impact hey monique i'm so excited to have you on my chat today thank you very much for accepting my invite great it's always great to play and kamalini i'm such a great fan of yours so you are such a rock star so let's just inspire your amazing entrepreneurs together look forward to that thank you monique i must admit the reason why i called you on my chat is i was i really felt that the five day workshop that i uh, did with you and it was a global workshop and we had people from all over the world really helped me in rethinking how i want to position myself and like i shared with you before it did result in me bringing in clients i changed my linkedin profile i did all those little exercises and i'm very very keen that you share what those steps are uh, uh, with our you know uh, listeners right now so that they can also benefit the way you helped me uh, improve my visibility Yes and I remember even what you said Kamalini if I'm not mistaken but you tell me that even this podcast here is a result of you being on with us for these 5 days wasn't it That's true so I started a few channels I increased my presence in social media so yes uh, immediate uh, <laughs> immediate uh, impact I would say of having done that program with you 
Monique. Right. Okay, so Monique, why is visibility important? Why do you feel it is important? And especially today, I mean, we know traditional entrepreneurs have done nothing about visibility. They've just, you know, kind of plodded along with their little products and whatever. Why do you feel it is important today? Okay, so the thing is visibility. There's people that are love to be more visible. And that's all the speakers and entrepreneurs. And I know that your community is, you know, also entrepreneurs. So, you know, we as entrepreneurs, there's no way around visibility. And then there's people that are entirely scared about being visible and they're just happy to do what they want. But I know that's not for entrepreneurs and speakers. So um, again, why is it important? Well, let me ask you, have you ever discovered something like you met a person and that person really inspired you and you kept asking like, where have you been all that time? And just because you didn't know that person, you didn't have the benefit of working with that person. And you wish you would have met that person 10 or 20 years ago, right? Because at the moment you meet that person, he or she has such an impact on your life. The same with software, for example, the same with other products. Like, you know, recently I discovered a piece of software. It's called Otter, which I use for all my transcriptions. It's amazing. And I thought like, Dear Software Otter, where have you been all my life? I've been looking for you. So, you know, this is how I'd like to answer your question because the thing is, you're not visible, you don't exist. You might exist, but if people don't know you're there, they will never get a chance to work with you. You can be the greatest inspiration, you can have the greatest wisdom, the greatest methods and tools like what I do to help really people to boost their visibility so they grow their business, they grow their impact, right? But again, if you do magic and you're still the best kept secret, it's as if you don't exist. So if you're not visible, it's harder to gain clients. It's harder to, you know, it's harder to make the money you want. It's harder to grow your business. If you're not visible, you cannot be a recognized thought leader. Okay, and that is what I feel so many entrepreneurs hold back with stepping up and hold back with sharing their voice and hold back with sharing their wisdom with the world. They're not visible. They don't show up. They procrastinate. And then, you know, no, no wonder that there's not a lot of clients queuing at your door. But visibility makes it all possible on the other side, right? I mean, visibility puts you into the, into the limelight, puts you into the light. People start seeing you. They start knowing you, liking you, trusting you, as we say in marketing language. They follow you. They speak to others about you. They bring clients to your doorstep. They, they love to learn from you, work with you, right? And again, you know, the more visible you are, again, the more you will become a client magnet, a money magnet. And, you know, you will not only attract clients, you will also open stage time opportunities. If you're a speaker, if you're visible, people will say, oh, you have to be on that podcast. You have to be on stage stage. Or, you know, people even rave for you and say to an event organizer, you have to have Monique on your stage or you have to have Cavallini on your stage, right? Again, when you're visible and people are very aware, you know, it's, the more visible you are, we call it being omnipresent in your market. Okay, omnipresent in your market means that people say, oh my God, where did she come from suddenly, right? Being omnipresent means that people see you in the morning, at lunchtime and in the evening. 
you're always present. And when you're always present, David, start feeling like you are their best friend. They might never have met you. They might never have done something with you, but they feel closer and closer and closer. And one day they want to talk to you. One day they want to work with you. So visibility is the entry point and, you know, the golden band to almost make everything happen in your business. That's how I would answer that question, Kamalini. I love the concept of being omnipresent in the market. I just love that concept. So uh, Monique, in your profile, uh, I read that you help entrepreneurs and possibly professionals use their voice to increase visibility, impact and income. So can you share a little bit about how you do it? I mean, how does visibility bring in more clients? How does it increase income? I think everybody will be directly interested in, you know, the bottom line or the top line at the end of the day. So how do you do it? Well, again, you know, I mean, we, uh, you know, the business I'm running is called Heart Powered Business because I believe that, you know, our heart holds an incredible power. And everyone is saying, how do you become visible? How do you connect with people? It's when you're authentic. And you're really sharing your message, your unique message in your own unapologetic way, right? So again, there's two, two things to it. And as we say, you know, our hard-powered business mantra is speak up, scale up, impact the world. Why? You know, again, if you don't share your voice, if you don't share your message, if you don't use the power of your voice, well, you'll not gain visibility and you'll not be omnipresent, right? But you can do it. And, and again, there's so many ways of how you can step up sharing your voice. And uh, we're also going to talk about concrete steps to take in a minute, right? But let's just talk about how we help people that work with us. Again, um, you know, this we help people to get clear on their message, get clear on their voice. We help them as you did, Kamalini, get clear on their positioning, right? To say, okay, so what... Who do I want to serve? What, what difference do I want to make to the people I work with, to my clients? We help them craft and package pretty much their knowledge and wisdom into programs and courses. We did that in summer as well when we ran a five-day uh, workshop on a mastery course on how do, you, uh, how do you actually build an online course. One of the people that was there with us, she kind of took it to heart and she really implemented courses and boot camps and she tripled her income just within a month, which was incredible, right? It can be done. So, but you need to package what you know into something to not only inspire people, because as a speaker, you're inspiring people. And speaking is great to get people to know you and like you and trust you. But speaking itself is not going to get them through a transformational process to really implement things and, and make the changes and, you know, and, and get a results from it right away, right? But what you want to do as an entrepreneur, you don't only want to inspire. You want to take someone from a point where they are to a point where they want to be. In our cases, it means that we have clients that come to us and let's say they start making money like a thousand, two thousand euros a month. And we help them to go to 5,000 a month. And then we help them to go to 10,000 a month. And then we get them to go further than that. Okay. And how do you do it again? By packaging your knowledge and wisdom into something that allows people to go through a transformation to get them from where they are to where they want to be. And again, you need to know how to do marketing in the right way. Right. You need to also then build business structures, processes, systems, teams around it. Because you don't go from making two or 3,000 a month to make 10,000 a month to make even 20 or 30,000 a month, 
uh, and I'm talking about dollars, right? Not rupees right now, right? So, um, and again, you, you only get there if you then build structures for your business around what you do to bring everything to a different level. Also want to know, Kamali, how, how, how do people start and what does it really mean getting more visible? Shall I share a couple of, of tangible things people can start doing right away as well? Monique, in fact, uh, I know you run a five-day program on this and uh, a lot of your programs are long-term, but it will be really helpful to the listeners if they can you know, start with some implementable easy step, right. Uh, steps right away. So yes, please, please do go ahead and thank you for uh, sharing your tips and hacks for our listeners here. Great. Okay, so um, yeah, what are some of uh, some of the things? So, and I love uh, how you're referring back to our five-day visibility booster workshop, Kamalina, you so loved. And I love, and I and my team, we love running it. So again, what we do there is actually, maybe I explain what we do in these five days because you, some of these steps you can take right away as well. So everything starts, okay, day one is all about clarity, okay? Clarity and setting clear goals, okay? And the thing is, a lot of people say, yes, I want to be more visible, I want to grow my business, I want to make more money. But the question is, what exactly do you want? So on day one, what we do is we get you to ask yourself, what is your, what is your intention? And what are concrete goals? And when we speak about intention, it's really coming back to the golden question, why, right? Like, why do you want to be more visible yourself? How do you want to feel when, you're, when you are a, a recognized thought leader, right? You know, how do you feel when you are someone and what is a recognized thought leader? It means that you are being booked, people are knocking on your door, you know, you are invited to speak, uh, clients come to you instead of you chasing them. That is what a, you know, an outstanding recognized thought leader is. So again, first of all, why do you want to be one? How will you feel when you are there, right? What impact will you make when you're there? So it's the why for you. Why do you want it for your business? And why do you, why do you want it for your audience? What difference do you want to make, right? And then also get very concrete and ask yourself, how much money do I want to make? So we help people set realistic financial goals, okay? So that is day number one. Day number two is all about clarity. It's all about asking, who are the people I'd like to serve? Who are my best clients? Who's my best audience if you are a speaker? But in general, as you're an entrepreneur, who is my best client? Really get crystal clear on that to the point where you can step into their shoes and you see the world through their eyes, okay? to the point where you start understanding them better than they even know themselves. And when you're at that point, and I think that's also what helped you so much, Kavalini, right? Again, the question is, what do they need? You know, what are the greatest uh, frustrations in their life right now or in their business right now? And what are the greatest dreams and ambitions? So again, it's all about that clarity, because if you're not clear on that, if you don't know what do they need most right now, right now, how can you craft something to support them? A lot of people create courses or programs based on what they see everyone else is doing around them. Well, don't be a copycat. Rather connect with the people you want to serve and look and have conversations with them and look at what do they need most right now so that you can start packaging it and offering it to them. And they say, oh my God, that's exactly what I've been waiting for. Let's go, okay? Because again, 
there's always one golden nugget question. And that question is, how can you offer something that your best clients would do and pay anything for to get your help with it? Right? And that is that is you fit that you figure out when you ask yourself, what do my best clients really mostly need and want right now? And that you find out in conversation with them, right? Okay, so that's all about clarity day two. And then when you have that, the next day, what we need to do is, well, at the beginning, when you're not really known yet, you need to start. It's not that people start coming to you from day one, right, Kamalini? I guess at the beginning, you needed to do it the other way around. You needed to go out and reach out to them. Yes? That's right. Because again, you say, hey, now I'm going to offer this. I run my visibility booster workshop. For example, just to give you a concrete example of what we are doing, well, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that people knock on your door because they don't know about it. As I said earlier, if people don't know, they will not ask you, they will not sign up. Yeah. So you need to be the one at the beginning to reach out. And I don't know, Kamalini, how many clients you, or potential clients you reach out to every day, right? And I hope you do it consistently. But a lot of the people that come to us, they're shy at the beginning. They say, oh my God, I know I have this brilliance inside of me, but I don't know how, how do I... How do I express and how do I explain what I do and how it makes me special? And, you know, I, I don't even know what to say to people when I reach out to them. So, again, you want to craft a clear message. Get crystal clear on what do you say to someone to trigger interest fast? So we help people craft that message. And then we, we really guide people to implement the process to really reach out to their best clients on a regular basis. And I can tell you, Kamalini, as you know, as we say, where where attention goes, energy flows. Yes? Okay. And again, if you put your attention on connecting with people by reaching out, often magic happens. Okay. And again, if, you know, once that magic happens, people start coming to you. Sometimes people come to you that you haven't even thought of. You reach out to Peter and Susan comes back and is saying, now I'm ready to work with you, right? Have you ever experienced yeah, yeah, that, Karolini? That's right, that's right. I mean, again, when you're active reaching out, often there's people coming back to you that you might not have expected to knock on your door. But maybe Peter also starts working with you and Peter brings his friend, uh, you know, uh, Stefano or whoever else, right? So again, you know, start reaching out to people and let more people know about what you do. And some of them will start working with you. But I know the reaching out part is not the part that's most fun for people, right? I mean, again, you also want to make sure that people start coming to you. And how do you do that? And that's the juicy part of actually, the, you know, uh, boosting your visibility is start showing up. Start showing up consistently. There's so many things you can do. You can write LinkedIn posts, right? You can write, be on Facebook. You can create Facebook Lives, LinkedIn Lives. You know, you can write articles, you can write newsletters, you can do what Cavallini is doing and I'm doing as well. We are interviewing amazing, inspiring people, right? And again, you know, maybe you want to start your own podcast or whatever it is, whatever is right for you. Just pick one or two things and do them consistently. Just start writing your post on a, you know, your LinkedIn post every week or run an interview like Cavallini does every week, right? Just do it on a regular basis. Just yesterday, I interviewed a friend of mine and she started actually to put up little videos on YouTube. Okay, and her name is Lizzie. Okay, Uh, you can join also our hot powered global nation of entrepreneurs. 
and we're going to stream that interview soon. And Lizzie just created, um, you know, she, she just posted little videos on YouTube, like just one video a week. She started at the beginning of last year, then for personal reasons, she stopped. And then as of autumn last year, she continued doing it every week. Okay. Suddenly in December, she had 500 people watching one of her videos or 500 people following her YouTube channel just because she started doing it regularly. And then somehow with the right hashtags, she triggered some interest somewhere between Christmas and New Year's and around that time of the year. And people started to pay attention because she did it consistently. By now, and we're only what, mid-February, she has 12,000 subscribers on her YouTube channel, yeah. right? And again, it comes from consistency. So just pick this one or two things and do those things consistently, but do them, okay? And I see that a lot of people, they come and start working with us. They do a little bit of this and a little bit of this and a little bit of this. And then they say, oh, but nothing really works. Yes, but you need to do one or two things consistently. Monique, I was thinking while you were talking, I know uh, you largely work with thought leaders, knowledge givers, uh, coaches, trainers, consultants. But uh, I, I do have a slightly wider audience who uh, may be service providers or maybe product sellers. Yeah. How can these principles be adapted for uh, somebody who's running a business of products where maybe the founder is not the person to be visible? Is it possible? And how then how does one do it? How does one adapt what you're saying for people with products? Oh, you know what? I mean, we, now we can actually tap back into... Um, I mean, into the world of like traditional product marketing. Yes. Right. Yes. If you think about it, there's so much we can learn, even when we just start. And when we go again, I know that I don't know about you, but every time when I watch a movie on TV, right, and then they have like an ad, uh, ad, ad advertisement break, I always switch off, right? Or we go to the bathroom or we get more drinks or whatever else, right? <laughs> well, again, don't. Okay. Watch what these guys are doing. Because what they do is they always personalize their message, right? Okay. So even like, for example, um, you know, even for example, washing powder, right? Yeah. They always have these little, these little creatures that run around and clean the window or something. You see what I mean? They always put something human that represents their product. So again, you know, I know I also work with, uh, you know, uh, I mean, most of our clients are expert entrepreneurs, like the coaches and trainers and speakers and consultants, but I also have product owners. And again, like, for example, we have one lady and she is into the sustainable product uh, trading world, right? And again, she, whenever she shares something about her products and about the people behind their products, like the producers, it makes it more personal. It makes it more tangible, right? And again, her posting on LinkedIn on a regular basis also got her, you know, a B2B client, right? And again, the thing is, you you know, you might not want, you might not be an expert, you might not sell your, yourself, but you sell products. And products need a face. People want to connect their product, not, people never buy product, a product because of the product. Right? We never make rational sell, uh, buying decisions. We make emotional buying decisions. That's right. So make that product something that it had, that holds human attitudes, and we will buy it. Right? And even you look at these ads, like the guy that is selling whatever. Uh, for example, you know these um, uh, like coffee or something. 
right? It might not actually be represented by the coffee maker or the people that run the coffee uh, platform, but it's represented by some, some known face like a celebrity that holds a coffee mug and saying, oh my God, best coffee ever, right? And then they personalize their advertisement this way. You can do it the same way. If you are not the person that wants to do it, find someone that represents you, represents your values, represents your products, but make it human, build that heart-to-heart -heart connection. And that is how people start paying attention and they start buying your products. Thank you, Monica. I think uh, this, the way you adapted it, it was very, very useful because I wasn't sure how the principles of what you were talking about could be used for products as well. Monique, I want to uh, shift to your speaking skills now. You're an international keynote speaker. And <clears throat> what I wanted to understand from you is first the basics and then we'll move to the next step. Uh, one of the biggest challenges that entrepreneurs face is they are introverts, they are shy. They are great at their work, but they are not very good at speaking about their work. And I've met enough entrepreneurs who... Uh, maybe on a one-to-one -one can passionately speak about their product, but in a group of people, they become very shy and quiet because as a personality, they are shy and an introvert. Right. How can we get them out of that? Because being a speaker is not just about going up on stage and you know speaking to an audience. It is also about that sales meeting that you do. It is also about letting people know in a party through your network, you know, what is the business that you're in so that you know when people need something, they remember you. So how right. can you first break yourself out of being a shy introvert, which could be your personality, but still be able to speak about what you do? Right. Okay. Let me just, again, shed some, uh, some myth here, okay, in the first place. So the first thing is a lot of people think that introverts are not great presenters. That's not a case at all, okay? So you're shy, you're, you know, perfect. We all have been shy. None of us gets born and just drops out of mommy onto a big stage, right? None of this, right? I mean, we all become that over a lifetime, right? But, you know, again, when you are an introvert, perfect, because it means that you think first. And then whenever you speak, people listen because they know that you have something to say because it's well thought through. Okay, and I don't know if you know, let me just uh, uh, mention a couple of introverts on this planet. Okay, for example, Warren Buffett, massively introvert. Every time he opens his mouth, the whole world listens. Okay, and if, if there's anyone here that doesn't know who Warren Buffett is, one of the greatest investors, right? Did you know that Sir Richard Branson is, a, is really an introvert? Massive introvert, okay? Again, I think, I, I don't know if it's true anymore today, but I heard that, you know, normally he would only accept 10 stage times a year. And I've seen him on stage. I've been at an event. I promoted that event as well when he was on stage. And uh, again, when you see him, he's an introvert. And, you know, again, it's not a question if you're an introvert or an extrovert. It's not a question of if you're shy or if you're, you know, if you're out there all the time and you, you're just the rah-rah kind of person, right? Of course, if you are extrovert it might be easier for you because you're used to really being with people and that gives you energy okay let's take the introvert extrovert game out of out of the conversation what i think you really again there's a couple of things that might help you right away 
I believe that one way for you to get out of your comfort zone and share your message in a greater way is ask yourself, what is more important? You playing small and being shy and being quiet or you telling some people you trust about the work you do and the difference you can make? What is more important, your ego or your impact? You being safe in your own little shell or you helping people? Is your mission bigger than your fear of stepping out of your comfort zone? That's the first question you need to ask yourself. And I believe, you know, just yesterday I read again uh, or I, you know, in, in one speech from a great guy, I think it was from Vishen Lakhiani, the, the Mind Valley founder. Uh, I think he quoted someone else, but it was along the lines of saying, our life is not about us. Our life is about serving others. And I wholeheartedly believe in this. My life is yours, Kamalini, is all of you guys. Uh, I'm here to serve and support you wholeheartedly. People always say, Monique, you speak from your heart and you're the embodiment of love. And that's what I am. At the same time, a laser sharp business focused result oriented person. So again, how do you get out of your little shell? How do you get out of your comfort zone? First of all, understand that your, your life is about service. Your life is about your mission. And another great friend of mine keeps saying, Monique, in service is no fear. I say that to you now, in service is no fear. If you want to serve, it's not about you. But if you focus on the person we want to help, the one person at a time or the small group at a time, a place where we feel comfortable, you just give your all. So again, if you've been working in the past and you're speaking mostly to people one-on-one, just again, gather a small group of people just to get practice, right? Bring two or three people or four people or five or however many you are feeling still comfortable with. Invite the people you trust most that are your greatest fans. Bring them into a space. If you cannot bring them into your living room, bring them into a Zoom room, right? We are all Zoomed out these days, but you know, we are all Zoomies and we're living in a Zoomy world, right? But again, you know, bring them into a space, even online might even be easier for you right now than being with people live in a, in a meeting, right? So again, just step into that small space and share with people. And then ask for feedback. As they say, feedback is breakfast for champions. If they give you, they ask them like, what was good? Ask them like, what did you appreciate? And they're gonna shower you with love. And when you start seeing that you have something to say that helps people, well, next time, maybe you bring a bigger group together and then a bigger group. And maybe then you're keen enough, you know, to, to speak to, to a bigger audience. Also like what Kamalini and I are doing right now, right? Kamalini, it feels like a very intimate conversation right now, right? Knowing that there's probably thousands of people that watch this afterwards. But right now, you and I, we are in our little cocoon here. We are safe, right? So what you can do if you're still feeling a little shy, why don't you get interviewed with just one person? You just step out and you're being on podcasts. It feels like it's an intimate conversation, even though it might be seen by many people afterwards. So these are just some things. Again, let me summarize. Ask yourself, is your mission, your service bigger than your fear? That's number one. If you give a wholehearted yes to that, step out of your comfort zone by speaking to a small number of people, 
by gathering a group of people you trust and appreciate and ask them for feedback and let them shower you with love. Because again, your experience and appreciation will help you step up. And the third thing is find intimate spaces where, you, where they feel safe and intimate, but eventually it goes out to, big, to a bigger number of people. And then when you're getting brave, you know, we're going to turn you into a professional speaker so you get clear on your message, on your audience, on your stage, you get booked on more stages and you make money with speaking. But that will then be the next step. How beautiful, Monique. I think uh, that really touched the heart more than anything else to say that you are first in service before thinking about yourself. Yes. And you are out there to help other people. The moment you think about that, you get over your shyness because you're just putting yourself out to transform people, to help people, to put out something which you know is meant for the world. Yes. And uh, I loved the little tip that you give, uh, gave, start small and take feedback. So I love yeah. that. Monique, one last uh, question before we end. And this is again about how to be a speaker and whether you're speaking one-to-one -one in a sales conversation or whether you know, you're in a group of people, how can you start a conversation which is impactful? The first line that one must say, and then how can you ensure that you can hold the conversation, the engagement for a few minutes, you know, and be powerful oh. as a speaker? <laughs> Am I asking you for your one-year course in two sentences? Monique's one-year course in two sentences. You know, you're always asking like huge questions <laughs> that we can cover in like week-long trainings and you want me to answer them in two minutes. Okay, I do my best. Okay, <laughs> Opening a speech, there's so many ways, okay? Like, uh, you know, I once read a book about you know, the 101 ways of opening a speech, okay? You might want to look that up on Amazon. You know, you get 100, 101 ways. What are my preferred ones, okay? I give you three just to start, there, start with, okay? One is that think about what is the major message of my speech? Why don't you take make that your tagline and you start your speech this way? You could. Like everyone knows the speech of, uh, you know, uh, you know, of uh, uh, King, right? The, uh, I have a dream speech, right? And again, you could start with that. If that is your tagline, I have a dream, start with that. Let it sink in and then bring your message in. And then repeat that tagline throughout the speech. And you can even end it. You know, that is a way of how people really remember who you are and what you stand for. That is one way of opening a speech. There's, there's so many. Another way is... You know, again, you could you could tell a little story, something you experience in your life that kind of makes the point of what your speech is about. OK, and I always say that if you tell a story, ideally only tell the beginning part of the story and the end of the story at the end of your speech. So, for example, uh, you know, if you are like, uh, as you said, Kamalini, uh, you know, your your clients are also sometimes product uh, product providers. Right. So let's say your business would provide fire alarm systems, okay? And again, you could tell a story at the beginning of your speech saying, uh, you know, oh my God, you know, this family woke up in the middle of the night, it was three in the morning, the whole house was in flames. Uh, it's a story, mm -hmm. okay? And then again, you give your speech and everyone is sitting at the edge of their seat thinking like, what happened to the family, right? So everyone is definitely going to stay until the end of your speech because they want to know what happened to the family and they will keep paying attention. Okay, so you can tell stories in an intriguing way. You can also, and that is one of my preferred approaches, I love to open uh, speeches in this way. 
Okay. By the way, if I speak internationally, I love to greet my audience in their language. That's also a great way. That always, always opens the hearts of people, right? But my one of my preferred ways to open speeches in general is ask your audience a question. A question that gets them to think about your topic that you're going to talk about in your speech. A question that gets you to know them and a question that builds a bridge between them and you from the first moment on, okay? That's a great question. You know, that, that, that's a great opening. It's like, how many of you have ever, right, sold a 10,000 euro deal in just the first conversation? For example, if you talk about the power of convincing, right? So just again, get them to stop thinking about, oh my God, wow, that is something I also want to achieve, right? Okay, how many of you have ever spoken to an audience of a thousand or more people? Right, like I have. Again, you know, if, if I speak to an audience of speakers and I know it's speakers that really want to step onto more prestigious stages, right? Or, you know, how many of you have ever shared a stage with Barack Obama? Well, I almost have, right, in Malaysia, but, you know, um, he didn't have his household under control, so he had to stay back in the US, but he sent his foreign minister, so I shared the stage with back then the foreign minister, John Kerry, right? So, and again, you can ask a question like that to trigger interest. And how do you capture the interest? Oh my God, that's a different conversation. But again, I gave you one example, tell a story at the beginning, and then again, you know, the, 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 the you know, uh, close the story at the end that keeps people's attention. And there's about another gazillion ways of how you keep an audience's attention. But I hope this is just in a few sentences, Kamalini answering your question. <laughs> Thank you, Monique. A lot of food for thought and more importantly, food for implementation and action. So there are a lot of things that I've taken, which I'm going to, and you know, I'm a doer. So I'm going to immediately implement these. I'm going to practice speaking with some of the, you know, opening sentences that you spoke about. I love the concept of starting a story in the beginning, giving your speech and then ending it, ending the story only in the end. I loved that. I, it's a great takeaway. Thank you very much, Monique, for everything that you've shared on this chat. You're welcome. And can I can I just also, you know, uh, you know that I'm a generous person, right? So I'd like to invite every one of you, I mean, you know my name now, Monique Bloxer, so you can connect with me on LinkedIn, right? Also, as you know, we are running the Heart Powered Global Nation, Heart Powered Global Nation. You can look that up on Facebook. Join our community. I know Kamalini, you're also a member of us, right? And there every Thursday, we run Inspiring Thought Thursdays, like a, a live with you, where we give you more of these hints and tips on a regular basis, right? So join our Heart Power Global Nation. If you would like to be a successful entrepreneur, then I would like to invite you to join my community. Contact me through my website under the name of Kamalini Roy. That is K-A-M-A-L-I-N-I-R-O-Y dot com. Kamalini Roy. I will repeat that for you, K-A-M-A-L-I-N-I-R-O-Y.com. You can also choose to continue learning for free through all the valuable content I put out in my YouTube channel under my name, Kamalini Roy. If you have enjoyed my podcast, please do put out a review on Apple Podcast. I look forward to personally reading your comments and reviews. I would also like to invite you to share your questions and challenges with me so that I can address them and help you with solutions through my podcast and YouTube channel. 
Thank you for listening to Successful Entrepreneurs Podcast by Kamalini Roy. Just hit that subscribe button and see you at my next episode.